your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Locked Adam is impressed. I'm very <laughs> impressed right now. Uh, welcome to the Locked On NHL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli from Locked On Avalanche. And with me every Thursday is Mr. Adam Denker from Locked On Lightning. What's happening, my man? What's up? And if you are listening, well, if you're watching this, this is the Thursday yeah, slot we, where the production <laughs> value has exponentially gotten up. <laughs> So, like, I couldn't start this without streaming it live. So, for anybody tuning in, which there's a couple of people tuning in live right now, you're getting, like, I guess, like, a bonus you're getting feature like, of you're us. You're getting, like, the raw, like, the raw. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, I can't edit this down, or I can edit it down, but you'll know if it's, you know, we're, we're full of crap or not. But, uh, we're, yeah, I, I had to... I had to enable live streaming for some reason because I could not hit record without doing it. So here we are. Uh, and you're going to hear this episode tomorrow uh, on your podcast app of choice. So what we're going to get to today is we're going to talk about Yarmir Yager because it's I saw the headline and I was like, that doesn't surprise me. But then, like, I was talking to you about it. And uh, you're like, well, the reason is because of this. And we'll talk about it. And then I'm like, oh, that that made me feel really sad for, for <laughs> Yager. So, so we'll talk about him. Um, and then we'll get into uh, Evander Kane and then Kaprizov as well and where that is headed, if anywhere. I think, well, I don't know. We'll talk about him. So, uh but if you are joining us for the first time, uh, yeah, we do we do the Thursday show, and it's a little bit late on uh, Thursday night that we're recording this. So, but we're here. So, uh, all right, let's get into the Army Yager thing. Because, like I said, when I saw the headline, I thought to myself, "That's not surprising." I think this guy's just going to play till he's dead, and he's going to find leagues to play in when he's sixty and sixty-five years old. And then on the website, let me bring it up. Um, I'll just read the opening like couple paragraphs because it's sad. This is really sad. Like, anyway, he says, uh, Yarmi Yager says he feels obligated to continue playing for the team he owns in the Czech Republic, even though the former NHL forward admits his skills are declining with his 50th birthday approaching. Do you know why I'm still playing? Yager told the Hockey News in comments published Wednesday. I have a responsibility to the club. Otherwise, I wouldn't fly here and I wouldn't be making a fool of myself. But if I quit, the partners and sponsors would leave and the club may be done. I have no choice. People don't understand it, but I don't care. Only God will judge me. I expect much more from myself. And I also believe that I have it in me. Wow. Uh, That's... That's what like a lot of people are going through, like why people can't retire because they have other people re- relying on them and relying on their income. So they work themselves to the bone and they worked into their 80s. I'm not saying this is this is what he's doing, but he's he, he understands that, you know, a lot of people are relying on him and this team not folding. And the way that it doesn't fold is for him to play. 
that's crazy. Like, why can't he take a a front office gig and almost? Why can't he do like the Jackie Moon thing in in uh, like semi pro? You know, like he that's what he's doing. He's playing in these games because if he like he's the show, and Jackie Moon is the show, so he has to keep coming up with ways to like reinvent uh, people's interest in this game, and the interest in this game is him. That's crazy, man. I feel I now I feel bad for him. This is, if you ever believed in time travel, this is Jack Eichel in 30 years if he never gets traded out of Buffalo. <laughs> because this is in what's going to happen. Yeah, he's still in Buffalo. Uh, wow. Yeah, I, I keep playing in Buffalo, not because I love the sport, but because <laughs> the city of Buffalo will physically not allow will me implode. to go. Yeah, will yeah. implode. But I, I mean, you where you take the stance of feeling sorry, I'm just like... Don't tell me you don't. No, I Dude, feel bad. The guy's certain, I feel bad for a certain degree, but it's like I wish I had that problem. <laughs> you know, like I wish that you're I playing had, hockey. Yeah, I wish I had to keep playing like a professional sport. You know, like I was forced to. You know, you know how many guys in the NHL wish they could would be forced to keep playing in the NHL. Yeah, but you're being forced to because if you don't, like the guys on your squad, their bills aren't going to get paid. I get that. And and little Johnny might not have like, oh, man. He's not playing because he wants to. He clearly doesn't want to. I feel feel like he is. I don't know. I feel like to a certain degree, I mean, you could say, I mean, he's made enough from playing in the NHL and endorsements all those years. Yeah, no, it's not about To somewhat put that money back into the team. That's what I'm saying. Says, um, oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, why can't you do that? I mean, th- then maybe that's not wise from a business aspect, but it says he took over the majority ownership of the team from his father in 2011. Um, Unless like the revenue was-, was just in the red for the last, because I feel like, I feel like, yes, they're, they're a small club team in what I assume is the Czech Republic where Yager's from. But at the same time, unless you were doing negative losses, unless you were doing losses in revenue for the past 10 years, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, it must, they must be a dire, dire need. If, like if this, he, this, this didn't start with the pandemic, if this is the case. No, no. Um, this is, dude, listen to this. <laughs> this is sad. He goes, it's not easy anymore. Believe me. Uh, most of, mostly during my career, I felt. That if I wanted to score a goal, I would score. But suddenly that doesn't work. No kidding. Uh, He needs like Viagra for hockey or something. (laughs) But he says, at the same time, people still expect it from me. And that's probably the worst feeling when people think I can, but I know I can't. Plus, I can't even tell them. I just know that I will do my best to help the club. I don't know if anyone can understand my role. I don't even want to be in such a position, but I have no choice. As long as my father breathes, I take the club as my responsibility. He held it for 20 years as a son. I would be embarrassed if I left. That is, this is like, this is crushing. This is, this no. is horrifying. Listen, I'm not knocking the whole gesture of what he's trying to do. I'm just saying that. Do I feel as sorry for him as maybe you do now? But, and, and if people uh, you're, are you're heartless. Uh, I'm being a little heartless. Yeah. You're heartless. Um, 
but at the same time, um, I don't know what people were expecting out of him in terms of performance because when he was in Calgary, which I believe is his last team in the NHL, he did really nothing there. I mean, I think even when he was in Florida, he could you could just see. I think he played what like five, ten shifts a, a night. It wasn't really towards the end of his career. Because I believe yeah. his last three teams were probably off the top of my head: Philly, Calgary, and Florida. If I'm not mistaken, I don't Florida know. sounds about right. Not in that order. I know that he was on those teams. I just don't know what the order was. But I mean, he he was just a shell of himself at that point of his career, and I think he was maybe. I think that was like nine years ago, five years ago, maybe something like that. But I mean. I, I don't know. I, I think that obviously he, he finished can't. his 33rd season. Yeah. He finished. So his last, uh, after the Rangers. Yeah. Dallas for one year. Right. I uh, uh, the New Jersey Devils for two, Florida for three, and then Calgary. He wasn't with the Flyers? Um, Flyers was, was no, no, he. Yeah, for one year. I'm sorry. I skipped them. After the Rangers, it was one year in Philly. And then one year Dallas. So, yeah. I mean, he played 73 a, games and, yeah. That's a sucky situation, oh. but I'm sure you could hit up. He, he's that's, got, he's also <laughs> got like probably good friends that are still in the NHL that, hey, can you, can you spare a million dollars in American money to throw towards my club's way? I'm sure there's there's things that could be done. He can't be doing this yeah. forever. Like like they said, he's turning 50. So I mean, I don't know how, how uh, advertising works over in Czech Republic. So I don't, I don't know. You know, that might be something that they hang on to. It's like part of these deals are you have to be playing. Yeah. If you're not playing, it's not worth it for us to, to, to you know, put up a sponsorship for your team. So we're, we're pulling it. That is true. Maybe, so, I mean, one of the, maybe one of the conditions when he took over was that he had to be playing, which if he, if he signed that deal knowingly, then that's on him a little bit. Right. Yeah. I get that. But to, to, to be doing this out of loyalty for your father, like I get that, but, and I guess his dad is still alive because he said, as long as my dad is still breathing, you know, where's dad stepping in just being like, Yarmir Jr. Uh, we're good, man. We're good. Like thir- 33 years you played in, in, in doing the sport. Uh, that's okay if it folds. It's, but it's not okay if it folds because all those players get – dude, this is a horrible situation. I, I just hope he, he keeps his head up in mid-ice with the puck because, oh, man, one shot and – No one's bugged. taking a shot at him. <laughs> Nobody is taking a shot. If you all do, it, you are, you are a it, marked man. All it takes is one – one very uh, enthusiastic uh, young guy. That young guy's career is right. they're going to trade him to Yager's team and then he's going <laughs> to fold the team and that dude's not going to have a career. That's what's going to happen. So, uh, man, this is, I feel bad for him. I do. So, um, maybe what he can do is get an account with betonline.ag and just start putting whatever money he's got, throwing it on some, uh, some scratch on some. Maybe futures with the uh, Colorado Avalanche or Tampa Bay Lightning. That is true. That's yeah. True. So go to betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You got baseball season in full swing. Were you watching the Field of Dreams game? I tuned in and out. Um, if some of the people that follow me on Twitter, I, I said, um, 
did anybody mention to the players what happens if you step off the field now? Um, that and and I'm willing to bet nobody picked up a hitchhiker on the way to the game. No, which the no. the whole the whole situation in the movie yeah. is that that's ridiculous, which we should talk about at a later time. But all right. All right. Uh, so get all the latest odds, news, and info on your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and UFC and MMA. And of course, you have the NFL season. It's here. Awesome preseason. Can you hear the sarcasm in my voice? Uh, but before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the games. And head, when you head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up, uh, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. It's been online, your online sportsbook experts. All right. Um, Vander Kane is making a lot of headlines lately. And I think we talked last week, you and I did, about didn't, – didn't we – was that – I mean, I was talking about it with a lot of people, but I think on the episode we were kind of discussing the whole thing going on with his uh, wife. I don't know if that was you or not, but that's been well documented. The thing, you know, him betting at betonline.ag uh, with <laughs> everything, you know, with with betting on sharks games, which he is denying. But now, this is how this stuff happens, man. Like. It just the ball gets going on news stories like this. Mm -hmm. And now the stuff is coming out where literally nobody in that locker room can stand him. Do you believe it? Like, do you believe, I mean, 100% that every single person on that roster cannot stand a Vander Kane? Well, putting five million on Martin Jones to win the Vezina is just a waste of money. (laughs) Uh, But I, the character stuff would, with Kane and in the locker room uh, with some of my listeners. And as you know, I used to work at NHL.com back in the day. And so, you know, you hear things and there was stuff going around him back then, you know, when he was, I believe he was in, uh, he was, was it Winnipeg? No, was it Winnipeg? Um, the team before he was in. Um, no, it was, uh, was it, was it Atlanta or was I believe he was in Buffalo. I want to say Buffalo, but I was going to say Buffalo. Yeah. All right. So yeah, it was in Buffalo. Um, Just stuff like that. And it, and it was little things then I'm sure it was worse um, things that we didn't hear about, but things like just not showing up to practice, just not getting along with certain players on the team. And he, he just, and, and you can't fault him. That's, that's kind of what happens with players like this. They play at such a, an intense level and swagger that sometimes that's who they are off the ice as well. And that doesn't translate to real life. And so him kind of being the odd man out of, of a locker room is, is not that all surprising. Um, especially for yeah. a team like San Jose where, you don't really want a guy like that who's being a jerk in the locker room when you're one of the worst teams in the league. So that, you know, I'm not, I'm not too much surprised by that. I think this whole gambling thing, as well as the, he allegedly left his pregnant wife at home by herself with no money and nothing to support herself while he's vacationing around Europe. I don't know. And and I'm not, we're not going to sit here and debate whether or not that was true, but if you did that, 
we all know that whether you're a father or a husband or whatever the case, that's a big no-no. Um, or on the other yeah, side of that, they are. You don't do yeah. that. Yeah, you just don't do that. I mean, also, I mean, are, unless you want a, a free ticket to the Maury show, you you can do that. <laughs> no, but they apparently they also are going through a divorce. So who knows if there's some motivation behind that right. accusation from her? But we're going to sit here. We're just going to wait until all the the facts trickle out. But it's not looking good for him. And you know, oftentimes with certain things in the past, we, you and I especially have, we've criticized the NHL and you have to say, you, you can't fault them on this. They, they jumped in on this real quick, which usually stereotypical NHL, they kind of wait a couple of days for things to stew, but they got on top of the situation very quickly. I think they also learned about that from the Tom Wilson situation. And then also what's going on with the Blackhawks. I don't think Gary Bettman needs to be dealing with two controversies at once right now. So I think, I, I mean, in any sport, it seems like gambling, obviously there's no place for it. If he is betting and he's betting on the on and, and against the sharks, I don't see how, it, how he ends up in the, staying in the league. Yeah, I mean, you got a Pete Rose situation on your hands. Yeah, you know, that's it's not. I don't know. I mean, as far as what's going on in the locker room, um, look, you're not going to get along with everybody like on on a roster. That's just the reality of uh, human nature. You have that many uh, people and men and egos flying around. Like you're not going to get along with every single person that's in the locker room. That that that's okay. Um, but when there is, which seems to be like a mutiny on your hands, which like every, you know, they're saying a hundred percent of those people just do not get along with him. I find that I find it hard to believe that, you know, he at least doesn't have like two or three friends on that mm-hmm. roster somewhere, but does it mean that he, uh, you know, struggles to fit in? Yeah, that could, that could definitely be the case, but what the hell do the sharks do here? They're paying him. I got cat friendly up here. Uh, Seven million for four more years, uh, and he's thirty. That's not a movable contract. You are not trading. You're not unless you're keeping some salary. You're not trading him. Nobody wants him. Yeah. Uh, what was? His, let me bring up his stats from last year too. Well, Arizona. She was touting as his greatest season, which it wasn't. Yeah. Um, uh, but Arizona is definitely one of those teams that comes to mind. They love taking on contracts as long as there's first round <laughs> draft picks. They're like uh, they're like the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're gonna have like they're gonna have 15 of the next 31 first round draft picks probably. Yeah. Next year. next year is gonna be welcome to the uh, the Arizona Coyotes draft. It's not gonna be the NHL draft. It's gonna be the Arizona Coyotes draft. Um. Where is he? So 56 games, 22 goals, 27 assists, 49 points. So he produced. Uh, would he have beaten his best season? Yeah, I would think so. His best year was 11-12, which he had 57 points. So he was eight points away from that in tw- uh, 18 less games. He played 74 games in that. So he would have had statistically his best season. But you have I, – I, I don't know. I I think seven million is a lot for him. He's thirty, so again, that's not like a, a death knell by any stretch of the imagination. But you got four more years on that at seven million. Mm, not, not for me. And now you have all this added crap. 
You know what I mean? All of this this extra stuff that this you don't want in a locker room, whether he gets along with people or not. You don't want it. This is Tony D'Angelo, but with more money. Very good point. Very, very good point. So uh if it's true, if if there a lot of people are kind of against him, what what do the sharks do? I don't know. I think you just have to salvage the situation as much as you can. Um, yeah. I think that there needs to be a conversation whether he's involved in it or not uh, between the head coach and the front office where you just say to the players, listen, with the cap being as it is, and we're not going to buy out this guy because that's just going to put this team no, in God, no, a bigger, yeah. bigger situation um, to bring in new players. We're just going to have to make the best of this. Uh, and you're going to have to lay down the law to Kane saying, listen, you're, you're going to have to salvage this because – He's still a very he still is an effective player. Like you said, he's only he 30. Is. But at the end of the day, I mean I I wouldn't I think this is gonna blow over once the season starts and once these guys go to training camp, unless right. sharks tell Kane don't even come near the facilities until the investigation's over with. Um yeah. because yeah, I, I he's still a good player and it's not like they're gonna win a cup anytime soon. So you might as well, you know, the only thing you're gonna do by keeping him home is um, hurting his trade stock. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that's definitely going to, that's going to be a soap opera to watch for sure. Next headed into next year. So Vander Kane and a bunch of picks to Buffalo for Jack Eichel. <laughs> I don't think Buffalo wants him back. <laughs> There's no way a bunch of, Oh man. No, that's, and San Jose retains yeah. probably what, like sixty five percent of that salary. It'd have to be like half of that salary. Yeah, it would have to be. All right. Well, speaking of a contract that uh, is kind of up in the air, we're going to get to uh, Kaprizov here in a second. Mm-hmm. But we're going to hear from Rock Auto, and with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for you for your local chain store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry. You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family-run business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Uh, the prices are reliably low for every customer. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us section. So they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Also brought to you by Built Bar. And it is the best tasting protein bar on the market. And there are so many flavors to choose from. Everybody has their favorite. You can choose between flavors such as coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. Uh, Did you get the email that peanut butter brownie was back? Oh, yes, I did. Yeah, boy. Yeah. (laughs) So get on that because that's limited time. Uh, And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you can get two of each of nine flavors of your choice. And not only are they great tasting, they are healthy for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180. Only five, four or five grams of sugar and only four or five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all 
healthy. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you get 15% off of your order. So again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right. Uh, Kaprizov, um, kind of forcing Minnesota's hand here and saying, sign me or else. And I, I, I think, you know, the, the, the wild were always going to sign him. It was a little concerning to me that they were not making him as high a priority as it seemed, or at least is what I, from what I am witnessing. Yeah. Why? <laughs> uh, he, he, I mean, you're, you're, cutting uh contracts here left and right and and he i thought to kind of throw him some money and it hasn't happened yet so he has a deal on the table with i don't, I don't have the article in front of me with with the uh, i don't know who the team is overseas that is it's is, uh cska moscow yeah that's that was my first guess um <laughs> <laughs> and and they're kind of saying like, all right, you have to sign me or else I'm going elsewhere and I'm fine doing that. So it's come to this between Kaprizov and, and the Wilds. What do you think happens? I think he stays. I, I, I think he's a smart guy and obviously he has a smart agent. And I, I just think that, yeah, like it seems like Russian players go back to Russia because they could basically sign any deal they want where the Russian hockey league has a cap, but they don't follow it. It's a very weird situation. Do they really? Yeah. They have like a cap. That's like, they're like the New York Yankees. Yeah. It, it's who like, just took an eight to seven lead in the ninth, by the way, they scored four runs in the top of the ninth. I hope they disappear into the corner. Yeah. But, judge um, was a judge. And then Stanton went back to back. So, oh yeah. my goodness. Anyway, go ahead. So, but he's not going to get the exposure uh, there that he's hmm. going to get here. I mean, if he comes back and he does what he did last year in Minnesota for the next five to ten years, he's going to be probably one of the not only the best players in the league, but the best player probably in Wild history, which is crazy <laughs> to think, just because they've been around for, I guess, long. But that just shows like the level of dysfunction that franchise has had. And obviously this situation does. Um, I think he's bluffing right now. And really, I actually spoke with Seth of locked on wild. He, we, him and I did a crossover today and um, I asked him about that. And he thinks what the issue is on the table for the two parties involved is it's length. I think that, Kaprizov wants something a little longer, and and Bill Guerin, the GM, wants something around five, just because you know they they bought out Parise and Suter, uh, and they have their their cap situation isn't looking good, and that's sad to say considering that yeah they are a playoff team, well, but they're not going to win a cup anytime soon with the with the level of teams you know like your Avalanche and the Blues are starting to look good again. Um, Chicago looks better. Yeah, Chicago looks a lot better. Who knows what the Kraken are going to be like? Uh, list goes on to the teams in the West, but I think this is more of a the Wild. They're just kind of being cheap and they're being cautious. With they don't want to give out that eight eight year whatever fifty something million dollar contract just yet. Uh, well, according to Cap Friendly, they have just shy of twenty million dollars in cap space. 19.7 in cap space. So 
Yes. You, it, that to me is you're just being cheap. You're trying to get him on the cheap. You either want to bridge him because uh, he's 24. So, but what are you going to bridge him at? Two years? Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to do that. You can't, you know, so he's in a good position because, uh, and Chicago just scored in the bottom of the ninth. I don't know why I'm giving up <laughs> play by play on freaking baseball right now, but. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, I'm just getting updates on my phone. So why not share it with the masses? Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, you can't bridge him because he's not going to take a two year deal. So he's in the driver's seat here because fine, take a three year deal. And then he hits uh, his UFA contract and then he cashes in probably somewhere else. So if he doesn't want to play, I don't know where these two parties are at. If he doesn't think he wants to spend long term in Minnesota, he wants a short-term deal. He wants a three-year deal or four-year deal. I think Minnesota wants – my guess is it goes the other way around. I think Minnesota actually wants to give him term. That would be my guess. I don't know. I, just I can't say for sure. That's just me on the outside looking in. Yeah. Well, like with what Seth said, with, with a five-year deal, like I feel like if if you're doing that, I mean, by the time that contract's over, he's pretty much 30 and – yeah, Minnesota could turn around and be like, "No, we're we want to stay young, um, have fun in free agency." And I, I think that's what it comes down to. I think they're they're being cheap, they're being overly cautious. I mean, this is the face of your franchise, so I don't know what you're doing, unless that's Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, is is does Minnesota think uh, Erickson Eck is their their face of their franchise? No, no disrespect to him. I think he's a talented hockey player, but. I, do they think Kevin Fiala is the is the face of the franchise? Do they think Jarrett Spurgeon is going to be an effective player? He's already thirty one. Yeah, I mean, he's your captain, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, you have you have a decent team. You made the playoffs last year. You took Vegas to seven games, and now you have a seasoned Kaprizov coming in. Yeah, get make him happy. Have him do what he did last year, and we're possibly talking about a second round in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not Seth would know obviously more than anybody, but I, I just, for it not to be there, I don't know. I, I, I'd be shocked. I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're far away on term. I don't know if they're far away in money. I have to believe they're not far away on money because Minnesota's got it. Yeah. So I got to feel like they're not far away on money. And yeah. I just feel like they're, they're far away on term. But I don't know which way it goes. I don't know who wants the term. If I'm Minnesota, I'm locking this dude up because, like you said, like I'm locking him up for eight years because he is going to be the face. And maybe he's in like a Seth Jones situation where he doesn't want to be there for a long time, so he wants something short so he can get to UFA age. Do you do you sign him to like a two year deal, maybe ten million AAV? No, no. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> No, just, just Taylor Hall the situation and see no. if you back from <laughs> no, not ten. I mean, if Minnesota wants to take that chance and sign him to to two years, um, he's probably still going to bring in like eight. I would say yeah. on the high end, but uh, no, he's not. He's not making more than Kale McCarr. I'm telling you that right now. Oh my, it always better not be. back to Kale yeah. McCarr. Of course it does. Everything revolves oh. around Kale. Yeah. Especially you know this. Same thing the with better Nathan, your life will be. Same, same with Nathan McKinnon's diet. Everything revolves around kale. 
and the White Sox just won it in the bottom of the ninth. Typical Yankees blowing a ninth inning lead. And that, that's must, that was it. a good game. And that's been it for Locked On Field of Dreams. Have a good night, everybody. Yes, <laughs> yes. Kevin Costner could not join us. Real, uh, Ray Liotta was busy. R- Ray Liotta was in witness protection. Like I said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, that's going to be it. So thanks to uh, everybody who tuned in for this live venture. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen all the time, but it happened this time. So you lucked out. Um yeah, but you can follow me on uh, the Locked On Avalanche podcast. Twitter page, LPN underscore Avalanche. Uh, where can they get the next uh, Danky Dank mixtape? <laughs> uh, you can find it on the show at LO underscore Lightning. We got a great guest coming on next week. We got the, the I'm going to break it on here. The Kenny Albert is coming on Locked On Lightning next week. So uh, tune in for yes. that. Can't wait. Uh, he's taking a break between uh, middle school badminton games that he's announcing to come on the show and and talk to us. Chicken wing hockey. eating contest. <laughs> yeah, um, um, doubles doubles curling. So is <laughs> did you see that rock climbing in the Olympics? Oh, it's insane! The Dude, I want to do that. I want to do that. I, I I would break every bone in my body if I tried. I I saw that. And for some reason, something inspired me to watch 127 hours after that as like kind of a precautionary. Mm, no, tale. go watch F- Free Solo. Did you watch Free Solo? I have not. Oh my god, man! It's on Disney Plus. You gotta watch. Uh, uh, Weight of go gold. watch it. Pretty serious stuff on there as well. What is it? Weight of Gold. It's on HBO Max. Tell me about that one. Oh, it's sick. Okay. Uh, go watch Free Solo. I'm telling you. It, if you if you have anxiety, I mean it'll be pinned in the red. That that documentary is nuts. So that dude is crazy. Anyway, go watch it. So all right, uh, that's going to be it for today and this week for us. We will be back here next Thursday and uh, talk about anything else that's breaking in the NHL. So thanks for everybody for tuning in. We'll see you next week. See ya. <laughs>